All right, take it away. We're doing a podcast? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Before we begin, the Uluru Statement from the Heart calls for, among other things, truth-telling. In the spirit of this, Charlotte and I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. We live, dance, and podcast from Wujaknonga Budja in the Naitahu Takiwa, and we want to encourage you to go out and learn about the country you are on. All right, Take it away. let's do a podcast. <laughs> This week it sort of like came at you. It was, it was a bit brutal this week. <laughs> it really did, yeah. It really was, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to Untangling the Mess Around. It's already been a fortnight since we last checked in and so much has changed. Well, not really, but we're hopeful. <laughs> Um, in this, <laughs> in this episode, we're delving into the murky waters of leveling. Whether it's for regular classes or workshops, auditions or whatnot, we wanted to know if it really matters, why it matters, and what are the pros and cons. But before um, we get to that, yep, let's get to some good news of the week. What's your good news of the week, Jet? Okay, all right. So my good news of the week is a bit of a long story, but I went to okay. uh, an all-you-can-eat pizza thing in an Italian, the Italian club here in Nelson. So 25 bucks. And wow, that sounds down, dangerous. And they just, you know, bring a pizza out and you you eat it. And then like half an hour later, they bring another pizza out. So it takes a, a time. It takes a while. It's not like yeah. a Pizza Hut style buffet bar. You know, the pizza's not important. Okay. When my <laughs> friends got there, she brought a butterfly. Like. Oh, cool. Monarch butterfly had just hatched out of its chrysalis or just emerged out of the chrysalis. And so its wings weren't quite dry enough to fly yet and so mm-hmm. to protect it from all the like wasps and predators that they have here she brought it to the italian club so she walks in with this giant monarch butterfly beautiful like brand new wings and everything on a couple of chopsticks and just, just sits it beside us and so we hang out with a monarch butterfly for the, that's for the so evening. cool just, like they're just like drying its wings yeah so we had a, yeah. had a pet butterfly for dinner for those Very of you cool. that were playing at home remember lepidoptera Lepidoptera, yes. Also a classic swing uh, move. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. That is very cool. So wait, on, right, like when you left, what? did it just sort of like go away and flutter off? Oh, no, it was night time. So I had to go, like, we it went back home with them. It, they slept. And then mm. I, in the morning, I assume it flew away. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Hey, Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said, hey, Charlotte. Um, <laughs> no, for those playing at home, our, our internet connection is a little bit choppy tonight. So uh, I don't know if it's because of the, the cyclone that's descending upon WA. Oh, but yeah, you if got the, uh, awesome the cyclone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if if the, the recording wing. is somewhat more choppy than usual, that's why. It's not because we're not professionals. <laughs> we know that we're professionals. It's because of the cyclone. So my good news of the week is my my very best friend Stina. Hi Stina, who is absolutely not going to listen to this. But like Stina. not even if you paid her. She was in town, so she is in town at the moment. Cool. Uh, she's living in Melbourne at the moment, but she came to Perth to go to Blaze, oh, and yeah. uh, to sort of you know hang out with friends and 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 see people. And I caught up with her last night, 
and we were having we had you know some drinks and some some dinner with uh, another friend of ours Luca whose birthday it was and I had a really really lovely time and I saw a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time and I unfortunately I had to leave early I had to leave at like nine because it was in Fremantle and I was doing an open today but aside from that I had a really really good time so that was cool. my good news of the week is seeing my bestie. No, yay, Stina's in town. Okay, cool. Yay. All right. Yeah. What about the next section? What about... All right, enough of our good news. What about Swing Zing's good now news? With this, yeah, Swing Zing's good news. Well, do you want to kick it off with New Zealand Swing Zing? Sure. Swing Zing. Swing and Zed did nothing over Easter. I just went kayaking in Abel Taz, which could have been my good news of the week. But I was, yeah, I was kayaking for three days. And then nice. actually today I went and danced at the Mochuaca Markets. So I went mm-hmm. out to the markets. Same thing we do in Perth. Just, you know, Amy and I had a speaker. We danced for a bit, handed out flyers. And this week our very first Mochuaca class starts and our third Nelson cool. class happens. So we'll see how they go. Fingers crossed. So do you, do you have like your your Perth flyers that you've just scribbled New Zealand on? Or did you yeah, get new flyers made? No, no, I just used yeah. crayons. <laughs> Not even Sharpie, just like wax crayon. And then I, and then I drew, full Toy Story I drew style. Tracy's face over your face. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. <laughs> I look forward. Can you send me one? I really want it's, one it's for It's just you, but a little bit I taller. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, good luck with that. When, when is that class? Oh, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, okay. First mock and have you told all your, your New Zealand, uh, your, your swings in Kiwis? About our podcast? Yes. All the Nelson crew know about it. Yes. It's a 35-minute drive to the next town, so it's not too far away, and yep. some of them might show up. Um, yeah, so cool. Yeah. yeah, it'll be smaller than Nelson, but it'll still be fun. Yeah, it's always What's a good time, isn't Perth it? Swingsing? So, Perth Swingsing, we, next week we have Bal Steels, which is an exciting class coming up. So, it'll be oh, Fiona. Three of you are teaching it? <laughs> yeah, so Fiona, Monique, <laughs> and I are going to teach Balboa Steels. So it should be entertaining, Fun. if nothing else, especially considering they're both so much freaking taller than me. And like Monique has gotten into this habit of wearing these ginormous heels when we do Bal. And already she's taller, like everyone's taller <laughs> than me, and that's fine. But when we do Bal, she's, these heels are huge. And I literally come up to like her chest level. Yeah. So it's as a lead, it's well, yeah. as a lead or as a follow, it's very awkward. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, so that should... Um, that should be a quite an entertaining class if, uh, like I said, it'll and be entertaining if nothing else. With... Yeah, definitely. How are classes going with Kenneth? Yeah, good. We've had some really lovely feedback, actually. We had a few people oh, message yeah? like, privately and, um, and, and not privately, just saying that, you know, they really enjoyed the classes and stuff like that. So Kenneth has taught a few classes in his day. So he is, yeah. a, he is a good and valuable teacher. And it's fun. Um, it's Kenneth and I are good mates, so it's nice to have that riff with yeah, someone and that on. that sort of banter. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I think I think it's going well. We're getting really good, really good numbers. And so, what you got? Yeah, two more I'm left. You got three more left. Sweet. Yeah. So next week we're doing fast dancing for lazy people, <laughs> which I think is very appropriate with Hollabaloo coming up. Yeah. Because you want to conserve energy, and Kenneth is a great dancer. But far out, is he a lazy dancer? Yep. If he can save energy somewhere, he's going to save it. Rock, step, skip, hop. Easy. Every time. Yep. Pretty much. Every time. 
So we've got that coming up. And then other stuff coming up within the Swingsing world. We've got a BAL social on the 17th of April. Uh, so yes. this will not be a class, but it will be facilitated, so to speak. So you'll have a few student uh, teachers there. So I will be there. I'll be like, it's one of, it'll be one of my first and only bowel socials you're going to always working yes i know look at me i'm on leave as of the 16th i am so freaking excited that sounds awesome <gasps> so i will be there uh royce will be djing cool so he'll be djing that event and then on the following day the 18th which is the sunday we're having a bit of an impromptu aerials jam in hyde park oh yeah that's so right. this is again up. it's yeah danica's uh hosting it so it's, again, it's not a class. There'll be a few people who know what's going on there. So if you want to come with a partner, we're not going to be teaching any moves or anything like that. But if you've got like, I saw this thing on YouTube, help. We can we can try to smash it out. So there'll be spotters and, and, and tips, and, but no listeners such. Just, yeah. Bring exactly. your own ideas, bring your own Exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. All right. So, so yeah, so that's the, the stuff. Yeah, there's a fair bit happening with Swing Zing, actually. Going well. All right. Well... Uh, what about what about the world? The world? Well, funny you should mention. Hold this space. <laughs> I am. <laughs> All right, hit a jet. What's happening in the world of One swing? Week? One week, I want to do the sound bites just so I know how hard it is because I laugh at you every week for like having this really awkward pause before every sound. But you know bite. what it is? It's the so where I have it on my laptop, it, the program I have, it just has this lag before, like when I open it for, until it plays, yeah. it has like a second or two lag. And when I try to time it so that I press it before you finish speaking, I always mistime it. And so you keep speaking and then it just cuts you off. And yeah, so I'm still working on that. As you can all tell, <laughs> I think it adds charm and character to our podcast. We are a grassroots and movement. Awkward Jethro. silences. Correct. <laughs> and everyone, everyone. Anyways, knows. what's going oh, on okay, in so the world of swing, Jet? I mean, nothing new. I'm going to Christchurch for Anzac Weekend, and you've got Hala on Anzac Yay! Weekend. We talked about it last time. Yay! This is true. And is there anything else happening? I mean, probably. Oh, I did. I did see that Evita and Ramona taught their, um, they, they were doing this workshop because Evita's like, has snuck into Australia somehow and like has laid low. Um, but she taught a workshop Wait, with Ramona and I think it's, How did, what? yeah, she was in Barbados. No, Evita wasn't. Michael okay, was. Yeah, cool. They're not the same person. <laughs> so yeah, Evita snuck there. into, was she? I don't know. She's definitely in Australia she now, though. Sure, she was at. I'm sure. She... No, she wasn't at the wedding. No, you're right. Anyway, sorry, ignore. She was in Australia. Yep, continue. Yeah, she was in Australia. So she was in Australia, and because uh, her partner is Australian, her husband. Are they married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, her and Ramona taught a workshop uh, not long ago. I think it was last week. So that's probably the most exciting thing that's happened on the East Coast in a very long time. So yeah. yeah, they're they're all pretty excited about it, and we're like, oh yeah, classes, whatever. We have those since like last June. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, it's exactly. Yeah, we don't have Ramona or Avita. This is true. This is true. But I mean, uh, you know, you... we do have Kenneth. He did invent the swing out. <laughs> <laughs> he did invent the swing out. It's a good oh. story. We should get it on on the episode it... and tell how he invented it. We should, we should. Oh, we need to do a part three of embarrassing stories of things yes. you thought you invented. <laughs> yes. 
All right, I'm going to talk for another five seconds if Charlotte's going to line up the next thing uh, because we're going to move on to the next segment now. All right, let's see, let's figure out if I can uh, <laughs> figure out which one. <laughs> Shut up, Jack. <laughs> you almost sound like you're crying. All right, so in Wording Goodly this week, what? I came across an article. Oh, okay. Yep, what? Perfect. I thought we were going to do the other one. I came... Well, I know, but you didn't clarify which one we were going to go first, so I went with this one. Oh, we're doing both. Gotcha. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, yep, go for it. Yeah, don't... I, I know what I'm going... What I'm doing. Sometimes. So, I read this article, and it was talking about these common lyrics that we hear in uh, swing songs quite often, and it was going into what, what those lyrics actually mean. So I'll post the article up in the show notes, uh, but I'll just go over a few of them. So, for example, the first one that comes up is Dreamed about a reefer five feet long, mighty mez, but not too strong. What song is that And from? this uh, Stuff Smith and his Onyx Club Boys. Okay. Use a Viper. Yeah, yeah. And it's spelled use Y-O-U apostrophe S-E. Just, I haven't seen use spelled use. that way before. Use. So obviously a reefer, that one is, everyone is pretty familiar with is a joint. But then when it goes on about Mighty Mez, Mighty Mez is a reference to the Reeds player Milton Mez Mezro from Chicago. And uh, the article is like, there's too much to say about him, so I'll just link you to his Wikipedia page. But anyways, Mez was known about having the best weed around the 1920s and quickly became the supplier for many jazz musicians, including the long-term <laughs> dealer to Louis Armstrong. <laughs> Bonus fact, in 1928, long before Harry Potter, Louis Armstrong recorded the song Muggles. Mez Mesro was oh, known yeah. as the Muggles King. <laughs> right. So yeah, I wonder yeah. if I wonder if um RK Rowling knew made was inspired by that. And then it goes on to things JK. like Make Your Eggs on the Jersey Side, which was uh, after everyone was finished uh, doing their gigs in, in Manhattan and stuff like that, they would all sort of meet up on the Jersey side of the, you know that part of New York and have breakfast there. So on the Jersey side means basically on the other side. Sometimes can also mean when your eggs are flipped, right. so over easy. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's got a few. My, my personal favorite is, uh, I was having a chat to you about this one earlier, was uh, flat foot flugy. Flat feet flugy with flat a floy floy. Foot. Flugy with the Flugy floor, with the floor, 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 Remember that what you're actually singing, a flat-footed prostitute with an STD, STD, STD. Because that's essentially what that means. A flat-foot flugy was a prostitute with a floy-floy is an STD. Swing songs are dirty, man. And I think They're all about sex and dirty things. To them being... <laughs> so the flat-foot thing is about being like um, lower class, like about being uh, like a... So it's, it's not even a good prostitute. It's like a... a it's not even a good prostitute. prostitute. Yeah. No, like it's... It's, it's, a, yeah, it's a lower than average prostitute. It's, yeah. it's a subpar <laughs> prostitute. So yeah, that's what that song's about. Cool. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'll post the thing up in the show notes if you want to have a further read. But I thought that was uh, that was some fun times and, and <laughs> worth does. a good read. Does sound fun. So All we'll right. go over smoothly this time to our next segment. <laughs> Echo, echo chamber, chamber, chamber shout out. So this echo chamber shout out is not necessarily about social media, but it's about another podcast actually. Mm. So this podcast is called No Such Things as Fish. It's one of my favorite Sorry. podcasts. It's really brilliant. I'm, I'm just getting a, a be quieter warning. Apparently, I am keeping people awake. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, you don't have to be quiet. I just I have to be a bit more quiet. I'm projecting okay, to the microphone, okay. and it's projecting but to the bedroom. If if you whisper, I feel like I have to whisper. <laughs> okay, so no such thing as a fish okay. is another podcast um, done by the QI elves. So if you've ever watched QI, it's an awesome TV mm-hmm. show. It's about just kind of random facts. So is this podcast. Yeah. And one of their facts. Yeah, so it's the researchers of that of that show that have gotten together and do a podcast. So on episode 366, they actually do a fact on Ella Fitzgerald. Which is mm. brilliant. Because yeah. through that entire thing, they're referencing like all like I didn't know a lot of it, but I had kind of heard some stories like the Marilyn Marilyn Monroe story and then Norma Miller gets yeah. mentioned and just a whole bunch of things like, oh my god, you're talking my language. Because they talk about Lindy yeah. Hop and things and Savoy. Yeah. So if you want to kind of hear the QI elves talking about swing stuff, they do it on episode 366. Mm. There's my shout out. Cool. I will have a listen. I will definitely have a listen tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, honestly, No Such Thing as a Fish is an outstanding podcast that everyone should listen to. It's If you're looking for a podcast to learn some random fun facts, but then also we just waste some time. Oh, they're comedians. That is the podcast they, they are actually comedians. So it is funny as well. Yeah. They're, yeah. Um, I, I I have lost many hours. I think through lockdown, actually, I went through their entire back catalog. And considering up to 366 episodes, yeah, you've you spent a lot of time listening, Charlotte. I, I, I did. I was doing, you know, I was doing other stuff at the same time, but I did spend a lot of yeah, time yeah. listening to it. Anyways, should we cool. probably get into the meat of the subject? Yeah, it's going to be a, a bit of a topic. Let's go for it. Do you also do the, like the hand gestures and the looking back and forth when that's playing, Charlotte? Or is that just me? Every time. <laughs> Every single time. Talking, you're talking. I'm talking. I'm talking to you. I'm you're talking, talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So what are we talking about today, Jet? Even though we're already okay. half an hour into our podcast. <laughs> so the, the reason this one actually came up for me is... When I got to Nelson, it was beautiful because there was no other dance school. There was no politics. It was super easy. Everyone was just around wanting to dance, and it was great. After the first class, I had some of the older, like the, the dancers that have been here for a while, send me a message, and it, it sounded as if it was going to get quite political and like, oh, we don't like this guy or something. I don't know what it was going to get into. Mm-hmm. And it was all super lovely and sweet, and they were actually just trying to ask how I feel about students who are uh, enthusiastic about their abilities. <laughs> so ah! people... <laughs> wow. People who have, yeah, leveled themselves up too quickly and are keeping others from progressing because they're in a level two class, but they can't really master level one content yet. 
Yeah, yeah. That's such a great way of putting it. Overly <laughs> enthusiastic about their abilities. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that's so great. And so I, I was having a chat with them, having a deeper thought about it, because I've got my own thoughts and things on it. I wanted to hear their opinions on it. And there's obviously like audition processes in um, uh, events. And yeah, it, it comes up if you like in uh, how do you judge someone? How do you score someone in a lineup contest? There's, there's a whole bunch of reasons. A whole bunch of times this yeah. type of thing comes up. So I thought we should talk about yeah. it. And you actually brought it up yeah. ages ago. And I kind of like said, yeah, nah, let's not bother doing that. And I said, yeah, let's do this. My idea is great. <laughs> because it's your idea. Exactly. That's how this, that's how this relationship works. <laughs> I just need to plant the seed and then just wait a few months. And you're like, oh, it was my idea. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. I've got yeah, this yeah, great idea. Yeah, yeah. It's totally so leveling, yes, leveling can be quite frustrating. And I guess I, I don't do many other, I guess, activities okay. in my life where leveling is a consideration, if that makes sense. Yep. As in, like, I remember having this conversation with, I'm going to name drop here, with Nina Gilkinson. And <laughs> she was talking, because she, uh, she does belly dancing, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. And she was saying how, you know, it's really clear cut in belly dancing. Like, there's certain things that you have to be able to do. Like, the, the whole, like, the wave that you do with your belly, yep. being able to do that whole movement. If you can't do it, you don't progress. End of story. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I assume, like, I've done a little bit of ballet, but not so much that I would have to be leveled in any way, shape, or form. I was in the beginner's adult class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my level. <laughs> Mine too. But I, I assume that it's it. There seems to be a much, I guess, stricter set of guidelines that need to be accomplished. Yeah. In order to move up a level, whereas in Lindy, it's a bit arbitrary. It's it's up to the teachers and essentially. There's. Yeah, exactly. There's no. And not even book. up to the teachers. It's up to the students where they want to put themselves a lot of the time. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, it depends on how the teachers run their school and their scene. Yeah. Like, if the teacher's like, ah, come to whatever class you want to come to, then yes, it's up to the students. Yeah. Um, so, shall we shall we talk a little bit about why leveling sucks? Yes. So, from a student's point of view, mm. uh why does leveling suck in auditions into like the advanced stream at Hala or getting into the level three class at your at your weekly class? Why does it suck for students? Well, because it's um, well, it can be quite devastating if you don't make it. You could just have an off day, and or you know you get partnered with someone, and it just doesn't gel. Actually, that's that's and... a big thing as well for follows. If you get yeah. partnered with a lead that's struggling, like it's hard for you to to showcase. And yeah. the, the same thing applies for like mix and match. Yeah, that's why you know mix and match. You could be the best follow ever, but if you are with a really really average lead, there's only so much that you can do. Yeah, which is why I was always partial when they were like the whole discussion around renaming mix of uh, Jack and Jill's. I was always partial to social roulette. Yeah, okay, <laughs> because that's what it feels like yeah. as a follow. You're like. Nah! it or damn it oh, yeah wow. <laughs> so you've but, got yeah the, so it can be you've got the devastating it can be quote the yeah the, the devastatingness that, actually i wonder if that comes down to with with you were saying before other scenes have a clear-cut system so mm. like karate for example you you know what grade you are you're wearing the color around your waist <laughs> 
Yeah. Like the you, you have to go through a grading where someone comes and hits you with a stick until you can do it correctly or <laughs> they tell you what grade you are. <laughs> and you're like, sweet, you yep. get, you know, seventh Q or you get, you know, fifth Q, wherever you are, you get graded mm. and that's what you are until the next grading. Yeah. But even if you go to a grading, you don't quite get far enough. There's, there's no one's come away with that devastating feeling that I see that I, that Lindy Hoppers get. And I wonder if it's because of yeah. practice. Like we just don't get practice at it. Yeah. Well, because it's such a, a social dance and even, or a social activity that it's not something that you, you train unless, you know, you're in a performance troupe or you decide on, you know, on your own to, to train it. It's not something that people train at. Or unless you decide to go pro. Yeah. It's a fun hobby. It's Yeah. Yeah. You're not there to try to be leveled and compete against other people or to compete against yourself to level up. It's just to, mm. yeah, have a bit of social fun. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, but on the flip side, it can also suck from a student's perspective when, so I'm going to use an example. Uh, when I went to Frankie 100, Yep. Uh, this was, in, I think, 2014 or 15. I can't remember. But I was super excited because... So at the time, they were... My, my not my favorite teaching couple was Max and Annie because they did all these crazy aerials. Yeah. And they were teaching. And I was just like... I was over the moon. I was just like, oh my God. So excited. <laughs> advanced stream. Max and Annie, come at me. And yeah. we get there and they do a bit, you know, just like a social dance of, you know, we're just going to put a song on, have a bit of a dance. And they're, you know, they're watching us and, and judging us. And this was, you didn't audition in Frankie 100. You just sort of like, you placed yourself yeah, okay. in, a, um, in a level. And the level was not advanced. Like even me, and I was a baby dancer at the time. So arguably, I should maybe, maybe not have been in that level. There. But there <laughs> may, no, no, no. But like even, even by my, by my standard, so to speak, there were people who were far below even my level. Oh, you know, like Jesus. it was, it was far, far, far from an advanced level class. And I just, yeah. you could see it on their faces. They like, they huddled together for about a minute and they just rewrote their entire class. You could tell that it was not the class yeah, that they had yeah. planned on. And I was ropeable. I was so angry because I, you know, I had, I hadn't flown over just for them, but they were, I was really excited. They were my favorite teachers. Well, not teachers because I'd never been to their classes, but they were my favorite performing couple. And I was yeah, just, yeah. I was so excited about going to their class and just to sort of have it nipped in the bud because people had obviously not leveled themselves appropriately was yeah. really disappointing. Yeah. It, it does suck because everyone just thinks like, it's odd oh, if, Maybe I'll just go up and I know, like, maybe I'm not quite there, but everyone else, like, I'll, I'll be able to hide. Yeah. Like, if everyone and I think it's themselves easier... just slightly past what they're at, they, they mm. think it's only them and everyone else in the class is going to yeah. be advanced, but because everyone's pushing themselves up slightly, it's the, yeah. Mm. It just and there's an the argument to be made, you know, like, that. that's how you progress, you know? If you always stay within your comfort zone, you're never going to progress anywhere. So you do, at some point, need to push yourself. You need to put yourself outside of your comfort zone and you need to try something harder. However, I think that... So, there's a, there's a Sorry, really good quote that I think fits this really well. Um, so I was reading an article from Michael and he quoted Sylvia. <clears throat> so Sylvia mm -hmm. literally said, somebody always has to be the best or the worst in a class. So which one would you really rather be? 
Yeah, nice. Yeah. Thanks, nice. Sylvia. No. Uh, yeah. I do. You, so I think, and I'd be interested to hear your opinion on this. I think it is potentially, and as a vague generality, easier for a follow to hide, quote unquote, in those classes, if maybe they've they've gone up slightly above, you know, just beyond their reach, than for a lead. I don't think so. Maybe it's my... F- no? Uh, no, maybe, because if the lead's really not doing it, like, you're screwed. But if the follow's really exactly. not doing it, you're doing something. <laughs> but that's what I mean. And the, yeah. the follow... I, I feel like you can still, the class will flow. I mean, obviously, if like all of the follows are well, below par, the class is going to struggle. But it, it, the class will still maintain a flow if you have one or two follows that are, it's maybe slightly above their, above their level. Whereas if it's the same with the leads, it's, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's really challenging. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, it was quite funny when I was doing all the research for this. I actually did research for this topic, but I did a lot of reading online. Oh, well done. And all of the blogs. So when people talk about auditions and leveling, there will be some post and then all the comments below it will be like, oh man, I hate it. When I, I went to this one event and they put me down level and I don't know why, like I had a really off day and I wasn't dancing really well and the audition process didn't suit my dancing style. I'm not a flashy dancer. Every mm. time that person commented they were a male like they did say oh really they were a lead but in pretty much all of them i heard them refer to themselves as a male as well so yeah. i didn't hear a single woman complain about it online <laughs> interesting so yeah just another thing to throw out there with the whole like mm. yeah Leads versus followers, because, males yeah. and females, how they perceive themselves, their egos, the, they want to be in the advanced class because yeah, it's the title. Yeah, well, it's, or, yeah, all that rubbish. Yeah, the sense of it. Well, it's like that. It's, you know, not directly related, but that that's, um, I'm sure you've heard this uh, statistic of, not a statistic, but this uh, thing of when a woman decides to apply for a job, they make sure that they fulfill 100% of the criteria Whereas when a man decides to apply for a job, they look at like maybe uh, they've got like 50% <laughs> and they'll just go for it. Whereas a woman will not apply for a job unless they are 100% fulfilled everything. Yeah, right. Whereas the guys are just like, yeah, whatever. I'll give it a red hot go. <laughs> and it's that it's that sort of like we have to prove ourselves. Yeah. Damn patriarchy. Damn patriarchy. Anyways, we digress. We digress. Um, um, so what, what leveling uh, experiences have you had? Okay, um, yeah, so I've done, my first ever audition was at Swing Camp Oz in 2015, mm-hmm. uh, and the way mm-hmm. they did it was they had us all do a class, so everyone that was like intermediate, in air quotes, did like a 20-minute class. The teachers came out and taught a stupidly hard move really, really quickly so that no one could actually get it, so outstanding if anyone got it they bumped them up to the advanced type thing like it was meant to be almost impossible for intermediate to do type thing um it's actually where i got my first um exposure to a seven count circle and rocked it on eight one so yeah it was it was a really cool sequence and i wanted to i I got most of it but i couldn't get all of it 
And you know how quickly I pick yeah. up things. Like I couldn't get it. There's, I was going to say you pick things up really quickly, so that would have been a very hard thing. Yeah. So yeah, that that's how I did it. My first skills. I don't remember much more of that. I've got a feeling that the other levels had to do the same thing. So the beginners they had a quick twenty minute lesson, and the advanced had a quick twenty minutes lesson just to drop people down if need be. So, for example, in this exact in this exact example where there's a certain sequence that needs to be replicated, yeah. as a follow, how how are they meant to? How did they judge the follows? Because if you're with a lead who doesn't get the sequence, how are you meant to demonstrate that you're actually following what the lead is doing? I we you know what I mean. We rotated it a lot. I assume it's just through like right. pure rotation. Like, yeah, maybe okay. they've got their eye on one lead that can do it, and they're just like, if a follow looks like they're getting close, but it's strings of the lead, they just wait for them to get to that lead, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But there, there it is. It's completely dependent on the lead, whereas the lead is not necessarily dependent on the follow um, as much. There was no way you could do the sequence without a follow that knew the sequence. Like yeah, it was yeah, almost choreo-ish. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was my first experience with auditioning, and it mm-hmm. it, it actually went pretty well. Like I didn't get moved up or down, so I was fine with it. I didn't hear anyone else complain too much about it. Um, okay. Scott has also done the golden ticket system, where they sent out to scene leaders around Australia and New Zealand, like, "Hey, you've got this golden ticket. Give it to your most advanced dancers in the scene. Uh, if they come into Scott's, they can go to the master class." Oh, cool. So that was kind of, I guess, a peer review process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In one only peer review system. Um, Mm -hmm. Bell on the River just had our social dancing. So they put us into four, like all four levels were in different corners of the room. Um, So Mm -hmm. we all just social danced in our corner. And they just moved people around into the different groups for half an hour. And they put a song on and just social dance. They would call things out like, all right, everyone do Pure Bell. So everyone do Pure Bell. Yeah, okay. All right, everyone do some Breakaways. And then they'll just watch everyone mm-hmm. and move people up and down levels. Um, what about you? How how many things have you done? With I've thing? only ever done one audition. I've only ever done one auditioned level uh, thing, which was at Snowball. So in Snowball, and like there's thousands of people that go to Snowball. And I was I was crapping myself. Yeah. So they lined you up in this big ballroom, and you it was partially peer reviewed. Yeah. How'd that peer? So you would de- yeah. So you would dance with a partner and then you would like everyone had their like a piece of paper that was your ticket, so to speak. Yep. And you would swap it with your partner. You would have a bit of a social dance and then they would write down what they thought your number was, I guess. To score you. Yeah. And then, yeah, they would score you and then hand it back and then you would move down to your next partner and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then so that would be like the first tier. And then the second tier, you it was just random social dancing, and then they would, they had X amount of tick of uh, like wristbands yeah. for different levels. So you had like there was three different advanced levels, yeah, and then two di- like blah etc. And so they had only a certain amount of, of wristbands, and they would watch you social dance, and they would give you, um, they would give you a wristband, and once they ran out, they ran out. That was it. That was the class. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got and you know I'm. I'm not super competitive, but I'm very competitive against myself. As in, like, I, I'm very hard on myself yeah. when it comes to stuff like that. And um, I, you know, I, I saw one teacher run out of their wristbands and then for the, the, you know, the highest level. And then another teacher ran out of their wristbands. And I was just like, no, I'm not being chosen. No. <laughs> Quietly devastated. And finally, um, like, the, I, can't, I think it was, uh, you know, Enrique and Joanna? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was Joanna, like her final wristband she gave to me. And I was like, 
Because uh, I know myself, like, I would have been properly devastated if I had not made it into that level. Yeah, which is so weird. I don't know why we put so much value into where we get placed. And, like, it happens to me as yeah. well. Like, if I get put down, like, it sucks. It sucks. Well, I think especially in, with, with like, I, you know, I teach in Perth. Yeah. And, you know, you, it's, it's all of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a big fish in a small pond here. <laughs> Whereas you go to, you, do you know what I mean yeah. though? Yeah. And then you go to Stockholm and you're like, you are a tiny guppy. You're not even in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> you are in a pond outside of the lake. You are a guppy fish. No one cares. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, oh, oh, that's right. You're all really fucking good here. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like. Um, Harangue does it very similar. They've got a, a peer review system first where they just, you know, they give you a piece of paper, you write your name on it seven times, you yeah. socialize with someone. After the socialize, you rip off the piece of paper with your name on it, just rip off a strip, yeah. give it to them, and they score you and then put that piece of paper in a bucket. So you've got a piece of paper with yeah, your name okay. and a score on it in a bucket. And you do that with seven couples. Yeah, yeah. Or seven people. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like pretty much the same system. Yeah, yeah. So peer review and then they come on later and then they have a teacher like once you're in your levels the teachers come out and just double check and move the outliers yeah but um yeah like all these different systems they all have i don't know everyone always seems to get really upset about it and they always blame the teachers for not like seeing them like the the, the classic one is like i'm not a flashy dancer why would they pick me like i'm the person who's like in class who picks things up really quickly is nice to my followers i'm not the flashy dancer that it's like having the teachers watch you dance does not work. Mm. But then, so what's an alternative? Because I know you've got one. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, so my alternative, like I always thought peer review was way better than teacher review. But then I was mm-hmm. reading, like doing all this research, I was reading through and um, um, Michael for, uh, Michael Yeager had an awesome blog post yeah. about it. And he was telling a story. Have you went to an event? And they, the teachers literally showed up to, like, the, there was already a peer review done. So they were showing up for their review. And they had the advanced mm. level and the intermediate level to watch. They saw the advanced level. Like, okay, yep, they're a bit bit less than what we thought they were going to be. But that's what they've, what they've, what that's apparently what they've they're got. at. Yep. And they went to the intermediate level. And all the teachers, like, looked at each other. And then kind of huddled in a corner and had a chat and were like, did we stuff up? Is this, is this the actual advanced class? These guys are way better, right? You're seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And they all agreed that the, the the group of intermediate dancers were all better dancers than the advanced group. Really? Like they had sorted themselves out in that order. And so what they did was they didn't tell them. They left the groups as is, but they taught all the advanced content to the intermediate group. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. To the advanced group. Like they just swapped around the lesson plans. And no one was the wiser. <laughs> so that way... No one's egos got crushed apart from a few of the intermediate people came up to complain because they wanted to get pushed up to the advanced class. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't tell them why they should stay in the intermediate class because they had to keep it secret. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. So Do you remember what the event was? They did, He purposely didn't mention it. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Um, oh, that's so yeah, so peer brilliant. review doesn't always work. So I'm like, damn it. So I always assume peer review will be better. Because my idea is yeah, that when yeah, you're yeah. an audition, you're not auditioning to be a good or a bad dancer. You're auditioning to be a good or a bad student. Student, yeah. 
like that that's kind of it feels like that's what it should be right you're an if you're able to take on advanced content and learn from it and actually progress then you should be in the advanced class mm. if you're an advanced yep. dancer that sucks at learning if you're a crappy student why would you go to an advanced you're not going to get you're anything gonna, out of the advanced class no you're just going to you know tick the box like yeah i made it to the advanced class and same with mm. an intermediate student that's a really good learner they can pick things mm-hmm. up and they may not be a very good social dancer or performer or whatever but if they're a good student if they ask the right questions or if they are able to copy what someone else does really well of course they should be in the advanced class so that's where my brain goes so i liked the scos where they actually had a lesson not just social dancing yeah right um there is value in that i see what you're saying i i really like i saw that and i really liked that system but I still mm. kind of want that peer review thing. So if it was a lesson with peer review, that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. And then what okay. I also want to do is do a blindfolded because I want it to do like a double blind peer reviewed lesson. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting very intense, Jethro. But... This is like a whole workshop just to get leveled. And then the actual event starts. But can you imagine if you're blindfolded and you have to dance mm. with someone and you've been told a, a lesson thing that you've got to try to do, like that's the best way to tell if your partner is doing really well or not, is if you can't see them. So you don't know if they're your friend. You don't know yeah. if they're, you know, the teacher. You could put the international teacher into rotation so you wouldn't know you were dancing yeah, with them because you were blindfolded. So you want to get that nervousness. You know when someone dances with an international mm-hmm. teacher, it sucks. You never dance your best with them. I don't know, man. Have you ever followed blindfold? Trust me, there's nerves. Oh, yeah. There's going to be nerves for other reasons. But I feel like (laughs) taking the teachers out of it would help a lot. So even if the auditions were done by local teachers, not by internationals, I feel like that would help a lot. Yeah, true. Anyway, that's my two cents. (laughs) But but like, okay, so how would you apply? So we're talking here majoritively in terms of like workshops and exchanges and, you know, short term, I guess, events. Yes. What about for something like weekly classes? Because uh, that's something that is that is really... Uh, and you, you yeah. see it happen in class all the time. And th- there's two sides to it. You've got people like... Like I remember Suzanne, and I'm going to name drop <laughs> for a particular reason. Because Suzanne was in Baal Fundamentals for the longest time. Yeah. And I was just like, Suzanne, you need Move to go up. to development. Like, no, 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 no. Just a few more weeks. Just a few. I'm like, Suzanne, get out of my class. <laughs> Go to development. You are more than capable of doing the next level. It's like, no, no, just, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm like, Suzanne, get the hell out of my class. <laughs> but then like, so that's, that's not as common no. of people who just sort of like hang out um, in the level because they don't think they're ready and you have to kick them out. Yeah. What's much more common is the, the flip side where people have done like two classes and they're like, yep, I'm good. I'm going to the advanced level. And you're like, no, 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 please don't. Yeah, so- you don't know what a swing out is. <laughs> So the system that Sophie had, the swing thing ran with, was invite only. So you do level one yeah. until Sophie said, yep, you're ready to come level two, go level two. That was it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. much more about it because I wasn't really teaching with her that long. Yeah. So that that's the, the way that I sort of progressed. Yeah. And I was in level one for the longest times. And in hindsight, I got bored. Yes. No, no, so no, not in hindsight. In, in At the time, I got. I remember being bored. Yeah, okay. But in hindsight, it, man, were my fundamentals and, like, freaking grounded. Like, I yeah, had okay. really, really good foundations. 
And, you know, things like I remember we would do entire classes where she would make us do because she was a a professional dance teacher. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so she was used to training and training. And so she would make us like the follows literally go up and down the hall doing uh, swivels. Swivels, yeah. Up and down, like an entire class. (laughs) And like your legs were caning by the end of it. (laughs) But is she got results? What can I say? Yeah, no, it does work. It's just hard for such a like fun social hobby for people to exactly commit that much yeah. time and effort to fundamentals and not get bored and move to a different school or a different class or something. Exactly, which is what happened with me. Um, <laughs> so when I took over the school, I was just really lazy and I was like, I never got around to inviting people up when I should have. I just kind of, I don't know, it was hard to keep track of everyone, <laughs> and so people <laughs> just kind of started moving up and they wanted to. And they would come and ask yeah. us and we'll chat and we'd give them a list of things to try. And yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, you can come up or mm. go down, we'd, we'd, you know, offer our feedback and advice. And then every now and again, it would bite us in the ass and would have, yeah, someone move up, move themselves up. And it would be like, okay, we now have to deal with you in this level two class. Yeah. Somehow call. And the thing is, I often wonder, because we, whenever we have this conversation, you know, there's certain people that prop up in our minds. Yep. But I wonder if those particular people are self-aware. No. No, because they've got... Really? No, they've got the idea in their head that they understand the move. Like, they, they, I don't think they quite get a lot of the depth that is sometimes trying to be taught and that they can do the shape yeah. therefore tick the box. Mm. So it's not the, the quality of that move or anything else. It's just literally... I can do a swing out. Can complete the shape. Exactly. Yeah. Therefore, I am an intermediate dancer now. Yeah. So. And I remember when yeah. when we went uh, for a short time, we, we taught level, like regular level three classes. Yeah. And our, in an attempt, because we didn't want to do an audition and we didn't, we didn't know sort of how we were going to level it. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to weed out the people who... We're just going to be there because oh, it's level three and they just want to put their stamp on like, I'm in a level three class. Yeah, yeah. So we tried to make it the most boring and technical class we could think that was of. literally our So goals. our whole, yeah, our whole first class was on rock step. And the whole second class That's it. was only on was triple, on triple step. step. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> they were good classes. Oh yeah, that was good content. But boy, were yeah, they boring so. and technical. If someone came along oh, wanting a move, so they would have been so gutted. <laughs> They would have been so devastated. But we were very like, clear. Was, like, I, this is not a moves class. You're not going to learn moves in this class. Exactly. This is a technique. Like, this is a deep dive into technique. Yeah. Um, so that system was entertaining for a while. But even that got a bit slack after a while. We just started teaching level three content. Yeah. And it just got a bit... We ended up canceling it and doing specialty blocks instead. No, my last yeah, exactly. level three... The last level three thing that we did that I enjoyed was the invite-only one. Yeah. We got people to apply, essentially... And we went through the list mm-hmm. and kind of like check references and talk to people and yeah, pulled up the eight best leads and eight best follows that applied essentially. And then invited yeah. them to a separate venue on a separate night of the week. It wasn't like after a level two class, they yeah. literally had to I... come to a different venue or a different night of the week. So it was all separate. There was no like people feeling like they missed out or taking on because they saw another class. It was. It, yeah. And there wasn't like, like, I think it was that... I feel like that also weeded out the people who would have wanted to be in that class because they can show that they've been in that class because it was, like you said, different venue. No one's going to see you there. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's also, you know, and then it, another 
Yeah. It got we got locked down. <laughs> yeah, and then lockdown we did happened. one and class. We yeah. did one class and then lockdown happened. <laughs> yes. Uh, thanks, COVID. So yeah, that was but... our level three attempt. We did it eventually, mm. but it was a yeah. Yeah. As good as it could have been. But the actual auditioning no. process that, that seemed to work well ish. I don't think it would work for I an think indefinite so. thing, but for a one off block it did. No. But it's it's a it's a tough one, and I think and again I think there's an element as well of class sizes have an impact on this because if you've got a you know a class of six students mm-hmm. and you know half of them are not really in the level they should be that's a huge that's a huge thing you know three people mm-hmm. sorry are are part of um, not in the level they should be whereas you've got a class of thirty students and three people are not in the level they should be you're like eh. It's fine, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the, yeah. The averages will 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 cleanse it out. It'll be fine. But with the smaller your class, the the bigger that ratio becomes. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, mm. for me, when it comes to level two classes, essentially, is mm. that when a student comes to me and says, "Hey, this person shouldn't be in this class," or they're worried that they're not getting as much out of the class because the level of the class is lower. Yeah. Um, one thing I've heard you can do to, to rebuke that is to be like, okay, if you're not getting enough out of this class, ask me three questions each class. Like ask the, like when something, when the teachers say, do you guys have any questions? Ask a question. If you can ask three questions mm. in a class and then at the end of the class still say you have not learned something or got something out of that class, then we will consider moving people out or moving you up or doing something about it. Yeah, right. Put it back on the but student. Like the, the the idea that you can get stuff out of a class and that like everyone is there just for fun. Like if you want to level up, awesome. There are things that you can work on, but it is there for a bunch of people mm. to hang out and have a good time. It's not there to to weed out the weaker weakest link. You want to build everyone up. Yeah. And if you can Yeah. If you can do a swing out with a beginner, then obviously you're good at swing outs. If you could only do a swing out with an advanced dancer, maybe they're compensating That's the advanced for your dance. skill. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I do have to say like from, again, I'm going to play the follow the card. I feel like the follows yeah. get, the, get the grunt of it. And it's yeah. just, it's really frustrating because you want to, you want to do the cool move, <laughs> you know, and you, you want to figure out how it works. And when maybe two people out of it two leads out of the entire class are, are, able to reproduce it you have to wait 15 rotations before you can get to the the two people who can actually do it (laughs) and then here you go again you know like it's really frustrating so i I appreciate that there's only two leads out of 15 leads getting it that's the teachers teaching the wrong level content to the class yeah right i see yeah fair enough okay i'll pay that bloody teachers Bloody teachers, man. But yeah, it's also a bit frustrating from the teacher's perspective because like you go like, right, we have like it's happened to us a few times where we're like, cool, okay, we have the sequence, it'll be fine, we'll smash through it, and then we're like, let's have some extra material in there just in case, because they can smash through it really quickly. And literally, we spend the entire class on the first move. Yeah. Like we have four moves planned, and we're like, right, I guess we're doing tuck turns. What was the one? I remember <laughs> the one the other day that was like just blue, like, okay, doing a sugar push. So a complicated mm. enough move as it is. But we were doing a simple yeah. version of Sugar Push. And all you had to do was do it with 
the leaders having crossed hands. Yeah, so the leader's yeah, right that hand went up. to the follower's right hand. Leader's left hand went to the follower's left mm. hand. So there is a cross in there, which means the side that you block is your Changes. right hand goes to their right side. So yeah. yeah, it flips things around a little bit. And I thought like, yep, yeah, weird concept. Maybe it'll take a while, but people will get it. No one got it. Like, <laughs> no one could do this sugar push. I was like, okay, that was harder than I thought it was. But then some tangly arm things, they'll do straight away. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That's why you always should have, like, for every class, I don't think, let's, you know, put a PSA here. For every class we teach, we have three in our back pocket. <laughs> Pretty much. Just in case, you know. And then on the side, you also have, like, right, I know this person, they pick things up really quickly. So I'm still going to teach this material to the general class, but I need to have something for this person in particular, because otherwise I know they're going to get bored. <laughs> And this person, you're not going to do the move. Let's just cut out that little footwork. Let's work on arms with you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, you're teaching like five different classes in one go. Oh. All right. Um, but anyways, so, so what's should we, your... Should we wrap this up a little bit? Or is there a few more things you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, what's your, I guess, your conclusion of, of leveling? Is it worthwhile? Is it something that is necessary? Well, well let's do it in this sense. If, we, if we're talking about leveling level one and level two classes... Yes, mm -hmm. they need to be leveled. Am I going to gatekeep it? No. No. Do you? What about you? How would you feel about it? Level one, level two, weekly classes. Yeah, I think that there's definitely because you know there's you cannot put in the same class someone who has never done a triple step yeah. and someone who wants to work on their swing ups. Yeah. You know, like there there has to be a certain amount of leveling. Yeah. Now, I think there's there's different ways of doing it. I've always been really interested in, because in Perth predominantly, and I think in Australia predominantly, it's all about drop-in classes. Yeah. Where um, it is more challenging to try to adjust the level bit class by class every week. Yeah. Whereas in, I think in France, it's a lot more, you do terms. You do like, you have a eight-week block and that is your level one. Yeah. And then if you, at the end of that, if you're able to do this, this, and this move, then you can do the level two block. You know, it's a lot more academic, so to speak, and it's a lot more structured that way. <clears throat> yeah. And I've always been really interested to sort of trial that to see oh, yeah, if, okay. the, because then you like, it's the same group of people that are progressing together over the eight weeks. But people don't progress at the same speed. No, they don't. I understand that. But then those people would have to repeat the block. But what I think oh, so there, there's also okay, an right. element. It's not an automatic level up. No, exactly. It's just like, you, you know, you're going to do, and just like in karate, I assume, you know, you do X amount of thing and then you get tested. And if you didn't make it, you're not going to automatically go up. You didn't make it. All right, do it again. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you have yeah. a, a sort of, I, I think that has my i've never done it and i've never seen it done but i think that might have some benefits to it i mean maybe with that sort of structure being told like no do it again will be a bit easier but i don't know i feel like people would still get a bit pissed off if they had to repeat that yeah. block again yeah especially if their friends all level up at the same and you don't like i just see well, it work harder yeah <laughs> oh every, like, but every, whatever solution you come up with will have issues yeah, yeah, we're trying to figure out the one that has the least amount of issues. Yeah. And so level one, level well, two. Well, maybe one day I will trial that um, with Swingsing and I will let you know. It'll be like my little experiment. Yeah, do it. Please do. Mm. Um, so level three classes, I would probably gatekeep. I would, you know, invite yeah. or tell people like yes, no type thing because that's getting to the point where mm -hmm. 
people are wanting to work on technique and it's hard to work on technique with people who don't have the fundamentals. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, at that point, it's less about fun and more about kind of improving. Yeah. And then it's a different type of person, right? That's going to want to do the class. It's like, to your point, it's not someone who just wants to have the social dance and the fun stuff. It's someone who is, is, it's more in the mindset of training. Yeah. Yeah. They're more invested in developing development. Mm. Yeah. And then workshops. So I know a lot of events these days don't bother leveling their workshops, or if they do, it's kind of choose your own level because they have so yeah. many, so much negative feedback about, or people complain about not being in the right level. Like people's mm. weekends get destroyed when they get put on the wrong level or they get put down a level unfairly. Yeah. And so it, it makes things a lot easier if you just don't level events, which is what I assume most people to do these days yeah well i think snow uh not snowball slowdown did something like that where they just had a whole bunch of and they weren't open level but they just had a whole series of workshops and in the description of each workshop it's explained what level yep. was appropriate for but you could still choose your own adventure yeah so that's the same as hull has been not last year but the like or the year before but previously like most hullers yeah. have different levels but it's kind of self-streamed isn't it yeah, and they had they tried auditioning a couple of yeah, years ago. Exactly. It didn't really work out too well, and yeah, I think most events do that. And I, I've talked to the organisers, and and it sucks <laughs> because they'll walk around an advanced yeah. class, and most of the people in that class are not advanced dancers. Like you walk in a class, I didn't realise the scene had so many advanced dancers, but everyone apparently thinks they are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or they want to do the advanced content, so they put themselves up, even though they know they're an intermediate dancer. So self-leveling sucks. But see, the, the well. thing is, this is where it's really funny because I've um, I've noticed in in I can't remember what event it was, but I was talking to some uh, one of the teachers, and they, you know, it's like, how do you plan your classes and blah blah blah, and they were saying like, beginner, intermediate, advanced, they teach the same sequence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's the exact same sequence with maybe, you know, obviously in the advance, they might put a syncopation in there or like, you know, they, they'll, yeah, they'll make yeah. it slightly harder, but it's basically the same sequence yeah. and they will just focus on different things with the different, um, with the different levels. Yeah. And I was like, genius. <laughs> Absolutely. Like we did a, we did a level three, uh, series like that when we were still doing level three, we did like level, uh, level one for level threes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Where we basically took the level one curriculum and taught it to the level threes. Yeah. Well, that's true it was great um so yeah I, I guess i guess i still want to have auditions at these events yeah but i want people to be more okay with being moved up or moved down or maybe not even calling it up and down maybe just calling it like i don't know the flashy dances and the rhythmic dances and the i don't know Social dancers. Yeah, maybe it's a different way of, of, of Dividing the differentiating yeah. the types of dancers. Because um, that was the other thing I was going to say, of like, you know, what's in a name when we go like level one, level two, or beginner and intermediate, or uh, last year at Hala, and we've agreed that Hala, like last year, we mean 2019, it was, we, we just did away with those names entirely because they were so... Um, there was so much weight behind uh, intermediate or advanced yeah. or whatever, you know, and it doesn't mean anything no. really. So we went for you know there was the jump stream and the jive stream and the shout stream. Yeah, I, I don't remember if those were the ex- exact ones, but we did away with the, the leveling terminology. Yeah, 
Did it help? Did you um, still get just complaints went, like, about the leveling? Because they had auditions for that year, didn't you? We did. I look honestly. I can't remember. We mustn't have gotten such. Well, at least they never reached my ears. Right. Let me okay. Put it that way. So people might have complained, and people might have had a, a big old whinge, but I cannot remember it being su- made such a big deal of that it reached me. So I was watching the auditions just out of curiosity. <laughs> yeah. Um, to see Stop how it all went. And yeah, the aftermath was that was pretty bad. Like there was at least two dancers who I know had ruined their weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, that sucks. So it's unfortunate that they didn't reach the Hala committee's ears. Because uh, obviously yeah. that's improvements that you guys could be making. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll submit some Hala feedback so you guys can... Are you guys going to stream Hala this year? Oh, no, you don't have levels. No, it's all it's it's all open. Yep. Um, it's no, no, no. Sorry, it's it's choose your own adventure. Yep. And when you buy a full pla- full pass, you basically or you know a workshop day or whatever, you have access to all the classes. And then we've defined the the class contents. So there's a Lindy beginners intermediate. There's a Lindy intermediate advanced. Then there's an aerial. So in the aerials, uh, Fiona and Kenneth are going to be doing two levels within the one class. So yep. There'll be some beginner in, uh, le- um, aerials and then some more intermediate ones. Yep. Then there's, so we've sort of, we've told the teachers and we've told the people that this is the type of level you can but expect. But they're self-streaming. And the teachers, but it's self-streaming yeah, yeah. and you will choose your own adventure. Yeah. Okay. so you're not- And we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's what most people are doing. It's far easier. You don't have to waste time with our auditioning. No one really gets offended. You just get a few people in the wrong level. Which yeah, annoys exactly. other people in other ways, but they're usually more tolerant than the people who get moved down. They're they're the loud ones yeah. that you don't want. But that sucks. Why do the whingers get it their way? I want auditions. I want to do auditions in a way that's fair and blindfolded and... So come up with an experiment. You're the scientist. Come up with a, a double-blind Lindy experiment of, and then you can you can submit it to you know the, the, the harangue international instructors to harangue and to like ILHC and be like, I have a plan. I have a cunning plan, Baldrick. And you can just sort of like, can you? You've got a big event. Can can you try this? <laughs> Tell me if this works. Yeah. No, I would literally if I had to if I had to level a, a workshop tomorrow. I would mm. get some teachers in to teach a sequence. I would blindfold the students and make them peer review each other. So I'd only have one person blindfolded at a time. Mm. The rotations would be random mixing, not like rotating partners. And it would be based on how well they learned that sequence, not how good they are as a dancer. So everyone sees the sequence blindfold of the followers yeah but like what if you're a person like me like i don't necessarily i'm a good student and i pick things up but i don't pick things up as quickly as like you do yeah but you don't have to, do you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. i but like that's doesn't so i would potentially better? not be in the same level I wouldn't be eligible for that level because I don't pick things up as quickly but i'm still well if, i consider myself to be a good dancer if you if you don't pick things up as fast as like everyone else, then yes, you should be intermediate. Okay. Yeah, I suppose it's comparative to the rest of not just okay. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. 
But if you're, you know, yeah, yeah. average, picking things up on the average as everyone else, then yes, of course, be in the advanced. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's exactly. It's not based on your skill. It's based on how fast you pick things up, which I think is a more appropriate. In, compares, in comparison to the, the people around you. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily according to some benchmark that's an arbitrary benchmark that's been made. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. I think. All right. Well, look, yeah. give, give that a, a red hot go. All right. And um, in the meantime, we have a challenge for everyone. Well, Jethro has a challenge for everyone. I do indeed. Which, yeah, uh, he has, you know, I realize that I do this, but the thing is, you're going to hate me for this. I don't realize that I do it. <laughs> and it's only sort of like, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that thing. Oh, that's what Jethro does. Yeah, okay, I get it now. <laughs> so what's the challenge, Ned? <laughs> okay, sorry, I wasn't sure where you are going with that. Okay, so in Salsa... They're usually you mm. dance on the one like it's the same as Lindy Hop you start on the one start on the one with the rock step but there's also a way of dancing salsa on two where like as it sounds like the move that you'd normally do well on one essentially you do that same step on the two so it shifts everything backwards one beat or backwards um, five beats if you do it on the five anyway doesn't matter Okay. It changes up the dance dramatically because you're dancing a different part of the music, different part of the quave, and it's interesting. It's difficult, but it makes things fun. I don't know. I, I suppose it just okay. makes the dance feel a lot more different than it normally would. So if you're having boring dances okay. and you're kind of getting the same thing over and over again, you just, you know, try a salsa on two and it'll just all feel different and weird and interesting. My challenge to you out there is I want everyone out there to come up with a nine count move so it could be a swing out with a triple step that lasts three beats so triple step triple step at the very end mm-hmm. so that, a triplet so yeah. when you rock step you're actually rock stepping on the two not on the one so two three becomes your rock step and your four and five becomes your triple step and then see how long you can hold <laughs> that on purpose and see what it does because we hardly ever do a step step between an odd and an even number. It usually starts yeah, always yeah. on an odd number. <clears throat> so there's just different rhythms and different things that come out of it. And it feels weird when you when you do it. But I, I like I said, it's a challenge. I want you to give it a go. Come up with a nine count move and then dance okay. on two. All right. We shall give it a red hot go. Or they won't. Or they won't. Well, if it's anything like the last challenge we issued people, they're not. (laughs) They're going to listen to it and go like, ah, no. That sounds dumb. I won't do that. Yeah. I have no idea what Cheryl's talking about. (laughs) The funny thing is, like, I've been leading that move on everyone. Awesome. Sweet. (laughs) Everyone. I'm like, I'm waiting for someone to go like, is that what you were talking about? And I can be like, (laughs) yes. The only person who's clocked it is Danica. She was the only one. I Danica. Yeah. yeah, she's onto it. She's a smarty pants. Yeah, she is. All right. Well, that, All right. that's it for this. I should probably go to bed. Uh, and I'm probably keeping everyone up again. Damn, I got loud again. Shush, Jethro. <laughs> Shush. I'm going to play an outro. You're going to get kicked out of your own home. I already am outside. Yeah, let's do home. the outro. Like, I'm literally on the front deck. <laughs> um, yeah. Sleeping so, with the chickens. So, thanks everyone for listening. Um, I'm about to play oh, listening. Outro. Oh God, your Kiwi accent is like, and uh, it's it's yeah, Charlotte coming up. Charlotte's going to read out the credits. 
Yes, indeedy. Thank you to everyone for continuing to listen to us ramble on. We want to thank our supporters on Patreon for continuing to support us in our endeavors. A big thank you to the Swingzing New Zealand crew for joining our family. A, also a big thank you to Danica on a personal note for clocking that move. I was very happy you did so. Also want to thank all the people who show up every week to our classes and make our classes so much fun. A big thank you to Kenneth for teaching, being our resident teacher this year, eh, not this year, this month. And yeah, thank you to Jethro and thank you to everyone else out there. Stay safe, wash your hands.